Last time on This Paranormal Life! An email came through the network written by someone claiming to be a retired senior official in the Defense Intelligence Agency. Roswell occurred, but not like the storybooks tell. There were two crash sites. What about this recovered entity, the EBE-1? EBE-1. And EBE-1 is like, I don't know how I got here! Is a cool late fire crash here tonight? Mm. Listen up, you little alien bastard. 12 a.m. here, the desert. You, me, peace time. From 56,000 candidates, we screened down to 12. These were the best of the best. Do they have a cool name? Let's call them the Galactic 12. That sounds badass. Okay. Hey, welcome back to this paranormal life. This is the podcast where every week we dissect a different paranormal tale case or claim and get to the bottom of whether it is truly paranormal or not. You are listening to part two of a two-part series on Project Serpo. Wow. So if you like your stories to make sense, please go back and listen to last week's episode. As always, you're joined by myself, Kit Greer, this guy, Roy Pars. How are you doing today, Roy? Howdy, howdy, everyone out there. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. And I personally have been vibrating with excitement all week at the thought of finding out what's gonna happen to the mother galactic 12 baby i am so excited i think we should make actual like our next round of merch should be like galactic 12 nasa style crew jackets got it so cool i mean really pull out all the stops no no expenses spared here yeah and i'm thinking you know that's going to be a real high tier on the patreon because it can only be 12 and we're two of those. That's a really so good really point. there's really only 10. So we're talking maybe $10,000, $20,000 for one of these things. Yeah, of course. 10 shirts, $20,000. <laughs> we're talking today about the Galactic 12. You'll remember from last week, we learned through email from a group of ex-DIA agents called Anonymous that not only was there another crashed UFO at Roswell, but that a live alien was recovered. Taught scientists to communicate with his home planet in the Zeta Reticuli star system and coordinated an exchange of human astronauts and Ebens from planet Serpo. I actually uh, actually forgot about a lot of that other stuff. All <laughs> I really remembered was the guy Gosling in a jacket, which yeah. is honestly just drive at that point. Like this whole week, I've been so excited. I've just been like, yeah, Galactic 12. And I forgot about the, the Ebens, did you say? We should just watch Blade Runner after this. We really should have. The Galactic 1, as I call it. We left off just as our 12 galactic explorers were boarding the Eben craft to leave Earth. We talked a little bit before about how these guys were the best of the best. The creme de la creme, the peng de la peng. But what did they actually go through to get here? I'm going to go ahead and assume one guy was the dude who assassinated bin Laden. <laughs> like one dude was like invented the gun. I'm pretty sure one of them is Chris Kyle. One is probably like a reanimated version of George Washington, like mm -hmm. the original Patriot. <laughs> Maybe some of the others are just, you know, like elite athletes with freak DNA. We're talking like Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Is probably in there. Like his son's DNA mixed with that of a tiger put into a human body. Like they got, it gets really weird towards the end because they were like, oh, we've only actually got a few real American heroes. We need to start crafting them. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America style. And then all the ones that, you know, where they botched and it kind of came out wrong. They're per part of the um, <laughs> Earthbound Six. 
like <laughs> the ones that didn't make it that kind of became disasters and just are in a bunker somewhere now no no you guys get an even better job uh, of staying here on earth and if anything goes wrong here we'll, we'll call you first question mm-hmm. why is our uniform a burlap sack because you need to get the f- out of here you homeless bastard <laughs> kicks him out the front door of area 51 it's like what where do we go? <laughs> They're like, uh, guys looking in the window. Did you see like the Galactic 12, like partying, champagne glasses, having the Doing best time. Doing keg stands. Keg stands of space juice. <laughs> having the best time ever. Vomiting everywhere. It's like, you guys need to get your stomachs used to space juice. Yeah. Dun, dun. It, are you guys still in there? And all you hear is like, who? There it is. Who? There it is. Like a party scene absolutely raging inside. One of the colonels comes to the door trying to like hold it together even though he's drunk. Uh, I actually, um, you know, I understand this is difficult for you guys. Yo, is that the pizzas? <laughs> uh, just a second, Christopher. Uh, no, uh, sorry. I know this is a difficult time for you guys. <laughs> just a second, Ronald. It's Ronald Reagan. Anonymous said about the Galactic 12. They went through very difficult training for six months, mostly at Camp Perry, Virginia. Each team member had to endure extreme psychological and physical training. In one training test, each team member was locked inside a five foot by seven foot box buried seven feet underground for five days with just food and water. No contact with anyone else in total darkness. Oh my God. Buried alive is what we're talking about here. That's horrible. Four of the team members who were pilots were taught to fly an Eben craft back to Earth in case it was necessary to escape from planet Serpo. I'm sure many of the UFO sightings back in 64 and 65 around the West could be attributed to these test flights by the Galactic Twelve. Wow, that's super interesting. It's a cool idea, right? Yeah. That, you know, people always say it could be like research, military tests, uh, those things could be genuine UFOs, but it could actually be a UFO recovered craft being tested by the military. That's super interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that explanation before. Each team member also took a pill with them. The pill was standard issue for intelligence agents operating behind enemy lines. The pill could end their life if, for some reason, the Ebens turned out to be hostile. The old cyanide tooth. Selected team members even carried containers of liquid nitrogen. The Ebens were vulnerable to extreme cold, so if the Ebens turned hostile, the liquid nitrogen could be used to neutralize them. Other members of the Galactic 12 were given knives, as the Ebens were allergic to being stabbed in the face and balls. Several had guns, for bullets were truly the Achilles heel of these majestic bastards. (laughs) It sounds like they can just die like humans. Regular humans. The team members were instructed to spray the substance directly into the face of the Eben. And then smash it with a hammer. EBE-1 was found to be vulnerable to this. That's mad. So that's how they know what they're vulnerable to, because they beat the shit out of EBE-1. Oh, so the one that died? They just- Yes! Jesus! They sprayed him with liquid nitrogen. As for weapons, each team member had a handgun and a rifle. Okay. They didn't know how much or how little they would need this. So they board the Eben craft and the trip to Serpo took 10 months, despite being something like 40 light years away, Zeta Reticuli, I think. Yeah. Such is the technology that the Ebens have access to. During this 10 months, the astronauts experienced, quote, considerable discomfort. They were offered Eben food, but all agreed that it tasted like paper and they stuck with the sea rations they brought along. I like to imagine that the sea rations were candy. Yeah, Cheetos, <laughs> Twinkies. Galactic 12 love their sugar. 
Luckily, the team leader wrote about this voyage in his diary, so we do know a little bit about the second day on board. We sat in the chairs, and a clear container was placed over us in the chair. We were isolated in this bubble or sphere. We could breathe okay and could see out, but we felt really dizzy and confused. I think I fell asleep or fainted. I'm sure this is another day, but my watch says it's only been one hour since we sat. Already, flying through space at this velocity, getting some weird time dilation or contraction. They don't know how much time is even passing. Right. Eventually, the Galactic 12 were able to wander freely around the enormous ship. They were even able to communicate with Earth HQ using the alien comms device for the entire trip. Cool. Which is pretty badass. Like, I feel like we've all played enough video games where you get to wander around spaceship. Your hub? Yeah. Yeah, like... That sounds ball. That's got to be almost the most exciting bit of the trip. Because how long is it going to take to get uh, to... I think I said 10 months. 10 months? Yeah. Okay, so there's like, hopefully, you're going to assume there's some ping pong tables in there. <laughs> to say the least. They got some space beers, some weights, so the Galactic 12 can like stay jacked. Of course. As well. A bit of a prison yard vibe right. in some areas yeah. of the ship. Not just like Millennium Falcon, like just chess. That was yeah. all they had in the Millennium Space Falcon. Space chess. I mean, th- yeah. that's how you know the Millennium Falcon was never going for 10 months at a time. Hell to the no. Obviously, Millennium Falcon was a ship that could do the nerdy little Kessel run in in two parsecs. I think you'll find if you watch the new Star Wars movie, it's not a nerdy little run. Yeah, okay? it is. It's pretty actually jacked and cool. Oh, uh, two parsecs. Fantastic. That's enough uh, time to fit in several games of chess. Han almost died. I'll have you know. It was a very close call. Why? What, did the wedgie almost kill him from the jocks at the Galactic 12? Jesus, man. You're getting really invested <laughs> in this. I think we should move on. So the Eben Craft. Ten months later, lands on planet Serpo in the Zeta Reticuli binary star system. What do you even do when you land on an alien planet? Where do you even begin? This is like Neil Armstrong on the moon times a million. We don't even know what like the physics are here. Yeah. We don't know anything about the atmosphere. So right off the bat, the geologists in the team tried their best to map out the planet. Deciding on north and south poles, mapping out quadrants of the land, seeing continents. Worked out as many of the basics as they could. The planet's diameter is measured at 7,218 miles, surface gravity 9.6 meters per second squared. Very similar to Earth. Rotational period approximately 43 hours. You, You would be so pissed if you were in the Galactic 12 and you were like, Welcome to our planet. Gravity, much like Earth, air is comprised solely of oxygen. You were like, I spent two weeks in a f***ing box <laughs> buried in the ground. They launched me through the air Oh, in actually, a bubble. We, we live in boxes. Oh. That's good. Right, that actually, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Even smaller than the one you were trained no! for. No! Everyone, go home to your boxes. You're not putting me back in the box! And unfortunately, the temperature on Serpo is a permanent 107 degrees Fahrenheit. That's where it changes big time. The Galactic 12 would be sweating their goddamn balls off for the entirety of their stay. They found a huge diversity of landscapes, arid desert regions, active volcanoes, areas of huge 3,000 foot canyons, where apparently they encountered an armadillo-type creature that was extremely hostile and had to be chased away with a sonic weapon. Wow, 
There were marshlands, areas of huge vegetation, forests of plants. The first such area they discovered in Quadrant 1, they named Little Montana. So offensive. They're colonizing right off the ship. Yeah, no, they didn't even ask what it was called. Yeah. Like, welcome to our home pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call this America too. It's like, this is, that's not how this works. Call this Little America. Little America. It's like, our planet is 50 times bigger than Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's shit, so it's little. The Ebens largely seem to live in the equator, but the team preferred to live in the northern hemispheres because the temperature was slightly cooler and closer to Earth temperatures. Also, less solar radiation, which you kind of forget about when you go into space. Always nice. Far from being a barren wilderness, the team saw many types of animals. One they called the beast, which was a bit like an ox and very hostile. And and another that, quote, looked like a mountain lion. So (laughs) a lot of hostile animals so far. Yeah. An angry armadillo, an angry ox, and an angry mountain lion. But the real story here is the Ebens. We know that there's a ton of planets out there. Maybe even some with armadillos and beasts. But what we don't know is another planet with intelligent life. So what were the Ebens like? What is life like millions of miles away from Earth? The Galactic 12 recorded as much as they could, so I'll run through some of the basics with you. Okay. The Ebens live in a very simple society. The individual Eben family contained a male, female, and at least one child. Our team did find some families with as many as four children, but we later learned those families were caring for children of Ebens who were either travelling or dead. Like a one-child policy. The Ebens did not have a physiological need to release bodily waste as we did. No the, butthole. The Sorry, e- I'm trying. You're speaking quite scientifically, so I'm just I'm translating for the common folk. I appreciate that. Cool. The Ebens had small collection locations in the residence for their bodily wastes, but the Ebens' body was extremely efficient in processing all food taken in. Their body wastes were very small, similar to cat droppings. Turbo organs. <laughs> Galactic 12, you'd get them some of those. Yeah. But our team members never saw any urine come from an Eben. No ding dong. On the other hand, our team members' waste consisted of bulk quantities of both feces and urine. The Ebens had to dig large waste reception sites for the Galactic 12's waste. Which is absolutely hilarious. So embarrassing if you go to a planet yeah. and they're like, I'm sorry, what comes out of you? <laughs> and you're like, oh, don't you guys poop? Yeah. No! Of course not! That's disgusting! It'd be, just be so weird to like get the tour of the house and be like, cool, alright, so uh, one child, um, you guys seem like pretty chill. Mm-hmm. How much do you guys shit? Because we shit a lot. At least once a day. What? Yeah. Dude. You're like, well, I guess you could put it in this and it's like the whole a hole the size of a thumbtack it's like that's not gonna work bro that's not gonna work yeah, yeah they're like uh please uh to our um even toilet and it's just like <laughs> a goddamn teacup it's a, a a borderline tupperware that lasts them for a month yeah and it's like look i've done shits bigger than your even son <laughs> You, we need to expand this bad boy. So embarrassing that they had to create an entire waste fa- like facility. Yeah. I do like that idea, though. That kind of feels almost realistic that even compared to other animals that like humans produce like almost a lot of waste, like we like pee like multiple times a day. Well, it's also like these creatures are so different. You could go to them like, oh, like, can, can I use the bathroom? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. And they just lead you into this room with an orb in the middle of it. <laughs> and they just touch the orb and they're like, do you need to go? It's like, um, what do I do? You touch the orb. <laughs> and just piss yourself. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to take you away or something. But 
such a dignified moment. You touch the orb, and they're like, "What smells like shit?" Like, ah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Is did it, you what shit you- yourself? <laughs> Is it oh, one of you guys? Did you guys not? Yes, on Earth we just uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> sort of a cleansing of the body. The Ebens had a variety of food items. They grew vegetables. Our team found items similar to potatoes, but they tasted different. The Ebens had some type of white liquid, which we first thought was a form of milk. But after tasting it, our team realized it was different, both in taste and content. The liquid came from a small tree located in the northern portion of the planet. And in terms of language, humans could make the Eben tonal sounds, but you had to practice and practice and practice. It took a long time before anyone studying the Eben language could make the sounds. Some of the sounds were similar to high-pitched singing sounds. Like we saw on Earth. We did kind of call that. The Ebens were extremely disciplined in their daily lives. They worked on a tight schedule, which was not by a clock, but by the movement of their sun. There was never complete darkness on Serpo. It got dim, but not dark. They had rest periods, but not like our sleep periods. Curiously, they didn't seem to use months or years either. They did, however, have life periods, as our team coined it. It was impossible to judge an Ebens age, although our team did find graves. They had leaders, but no real form of government. There was virtually no crime seen by the team. They had an army, which also acted as a kind of police, but no guns or weapons of any type were seen by our team. Hand to hand. <laughs> Bold. They're jujitsu masters. That's why they didn't need any guns. And they didn't seem to use money either. Every even was issued exactly what they needed. No stores, malls or shopping locations. There were central distribution centers where Ebens went to obtain items of need. What I'm hearing from that is they're goddamn communists, basically. Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just come down and be like, this is an a, is a US dollar. <laughs> and then like within 10 minutes, like the whole society's been upturned. There's like police brutality. Everyone's fighting over the dollar. They opened the first like strip club in Disneyland in the first <laughs> 19 minutes of getting there. Evens just flashing. People are having way more than one kid. They're just like having sex on the streets. The Galactic 12 showed them how to have a good time, all right. The Ebens also had sex. Our team was able to witness births, too. Our team, while snooping around, was able to see the sexual activity of the Ebens. The males and females had similar sexual organs and performed intercourse somewhat like humans. Hmm. Which is weird on the Galactic 12's part to be checking in on that. But, um, yeah, I guess they were, like, scientific. They needed to know. You're not going to go there all that distance and not find out. Well, obviously, one of the Galactic 12 was William Shatner, which the U.S. (laughs) hired after seeing him in Star Trek and believing he was an actual space captain. Uh, And, you know, he's landed on a new planet. He's kind of, like, schmoozing all all the ladies, all these alien ladies. He's like, I got to do a little intimate research, if you know what I mean. And they're giggling. They're going, rah, rah, rah. Because I think that's how they giggle, right? That's right. That's yeah. Right. So he's like, oh, that's a good sign. Everyone else is like, this is strictly against the Galactic 12 code. We are going to have to court martial and kill you if you carry through with this. Listen, you know the motto of the Galactic 12. We fly together, we die together, baby. And they're like, you're right. Go do what you got to do. <laughs> and on that note... One thing that I need to bring up, I know we love the Galactic 12. They're the best of the best. They're brave. They're adventurous. You're about to bad mouth But right off the bat, they are dropping like flies. I think one of them died before they even got to Serpo. Why wouldn't you tell me this? (laughs) My brothers! 
Between the distance, the space travel, the planet's atmosphere, the food, the animals, accidents are gonna happen. This is the like the sixties as well. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle that we got guys to the moon and back, and they didn't die. That's nuts. Yeah, but to get them forty light years away. <laughs> And we don't know what's on the other end of that. Yeah, Shatner didn't step foot off the craft. He died like three days <laughs> into the thing when they realized he wasn't an actual space captain. Of an Eben STD. <laughs> Our team witnessed an aircraft accident that killed four Ebens. The Ebens performed a form of ritual at the crash site. Our team members saw the sorrow in the eyes of the Ebens as they conducted some type of funeral. The Eben bodies were wrapped in a white cloth Several types of liquids were poured over the bodies. When our first team member died in an accident, it was hard to communicate that with the Ebens. The Ebens must have understood something because they didn't attempt to help. They must have understood he was dead. However, once the Ebens saw one of our team members crying, they stepped in and, and tried to attempt some sort of medical care. Because oh. I guess they'd never seen crying before. Right. Which kind of makes sense. Like, his eyes are broken. <laughs> we need to laser them shut. <laughs> Goes over with a ray gun. Blasts a hole in his head. His head explodes. <laughs> and the captain's like, I know that was sad, but no one f***ing cry. <laughs> oh, good. Nice. He looks, Is that he another look tear, brother? No, 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 no. Why have they learned to say brother? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all the Galactic 12 call each other. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot. 
and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. One detail I found from research in this case is that the Ebens were not the only alien race present on Serpo. There were others. The Galactic 12 reported visitors from up to nine other star systems, including Greys. Wow. They claim that the Greys specifically came from Alpha Centauri A. There were even mentions of hostile mechanical life forms. So we're talking like goddamn Star Wars cantina level of other species running around Serpo. Yeah, a little hub where everyone just kind of mingles and has a good time. It kind of makes sense. If these guys have got the capacity for interplanetary, interstellar travel what's the, like, it out. what's the likelihood that earth is the first place they visited yeah probably been to a bunch of other places close by no th- there is a massive amount written about the experiences of the galactic 12 and we cannot cover it all here it said that the entire mission was disclosed internally afterwards in a 3000 plus page report wow and even the information that anonymous alone provided by email was huge what we do know is that the Galactic 12 lived on Serpo for about 10 years. Oh my god. (laughs) Reportedly, because the Ebens lived on a planet with two suns, a 43-hour day, and a society that did not measure years or anything beyond days, really, um, they quickly lost track of time. Of course. Not to mention, yeah, the whole kind of different level of I don't know, gravity and physics when they were there meant that they had no instruments with which to measure time back on Earth. Yeah. So they tried their best, smart cookies what they were, but I think they were only supposed to stay for like something like eight Two years. Weeks. <laughs> It was a passing visit. They the, were supposed the, to show up, say hi. The, the Eben party was too dope. Yeah. They come back to Earth 10 years later like, where the f*** have you been? We told everyone you were dead. It's like big red eyes from hangovers. Yeah, it's like, please don't talk. I'm hanging like crazy. By the way, Shatner's dead. <laughs> the eight astronauts returned in 1978 and were debriefed for a solid year by the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. This resulted in the 3,000-page report. They were then released into civilian life. The last survivor of this brave and historic band of pioneers passed away in 2002. They had all absorbed massive doses of radiation while on Serpo, and it is believed that this shortened their lives considerably. Price you gotta pay. (laughs) To party that goddamn hard. (laughs) Curiously, they didn't all come back. Apparently, two of the Galactic 12s chose to stay on Serpo for the rest of their lives. That's a pretty badass choice. I guess, didn't we say that when they signed up, like, they didn't have families? That's right. Yeah, they had nothing to go back to. Yeah, so I guess, like... Other than humanity. If you're pretty sure the rest of your crew can go back and you're having a pretty dope time on an alien planet, I don't know. Maybe you would stay. It's true. Also, like, the folks that went back didn't last that long. Well, they lasted, like, 20-odd years or whatever. Yeah. If you stay on Serpo, the thing is, they didn't even know how old these Ebens were. They're super advanced. They might have some crazy technology to keep you going for a long, long time. Yeah. I say that, but it's like one of the guys gets, like, 70 years old. He's got really high blood pressure. Is like, I need you guys to work that Eben medical magic on me. And they just, like... Start wrapping him up in the bandages. He's like... <laughs> Come to to (laughs) all we know is either the US or planet Serpo ceased communications in 1985, and according to Anonymous, we haven't heard back since. 
So what are you thinking right off the bat, just about hearing about the Galactic 12's journey to Serpo, what they got up to while they were there? It's pretty far out there <laughs> in terms of things. It's probably the maddest thing we've talked about on this podcast. Yeah. And we once talked about a half donkey, half woman ghost. That's right. But at least that was on Earth. Yeah. There's no rules in space. Everyone knows that. Yeah. I, one of the cool things is was hearing about the way they bury bodies. Right. And it kind of sounded like uh, a version of mummification. Right. And there's loads of links between like ancient Egypt and UFOs or That's like visitors cool. from the stars. It's kind of cool to see like a bit of that culture either like bleeding either way. Like maybe that kind of like influenced how the mummification process works on Earth. Or maybe they got that if they came to visit years and years ago and that's something i actually haven't seen discussed online at all so that's an interesting insight and it is true if the ebens are real we do not know how long they've been visiting earth very yeah. likely that they visited during the time of the ancient egyptians too absolutely especially if you're showing up to this hub planet and there's a, like a whole hell load of species all hanging out here they've been all over the place they've probably been to earth 2.0 yeah where you know Everyone mummifies everyone. It's also funny to think of the things that alien civilizations might have gifted Earth that aren't as sexy or mysterious. The Galactic 12 get to Serpo and they uncover ancient ruins with hieroglyphs. And they're like, are they vaping? It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. We gifted vaping to Earth pretty early on, actually. We incepted it in the mind of uh, someone who's going to be born. And yeah, you guys have to thank us. Dusting off more hieroglyphs. Is that a micro scooter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys pretty much figured out regular scooters okay, but the micro scooter thing was all us, baby. Yeah, it's like, anyway, l let me like play some of our traditional music. That's dubstep. That's Skrillex. It's like, what? Oh, I guess we must have just been playing it on one of our ships when we came to visit. <laughs> the problem, of course, is beyond these emails from the XDIA group Anonymous, what proof do we have? Surely if this project, at least the same scale of the moon landing, took place, someone would have let it slip by now. Of course, throughout this story, supposedly, the upper echelons of US government knew all about it. And whilst no one has said this publicly, supposed ex-government sources have leaked a transcript of a briefing that Ronald Reagan received regarding Project Serpo and the Galactic 12. Wow. So is this like quotes from a document or is this an actual scan of the document? Because what I was hoping for was like, you know, the scans of a transcript with, you know, the United States seal at the top or like from the desk of gotcha. the president, that sort of thing. Not a 10 page long alien fan fiction. Hey, Reagan was topless on the desk when the bodyguards walked in. <laughs> so it is just fan fiction. You said you wanted a gritty scan of some top secret shit. You know what I want. Feast your eyes on this. All right, so Kid has handed me a laptop, which has, I mean, it is a gritty scan of a very military looking document. At the top, it reads top secret magic eyes only, which I assume is majestic. So this is supposed to be direct to the president. Right, right. What am I looking at here? What so is this? This basically discloses UFO relating information. I assume this came through either Anonymous or their contacts within the intelligence community. You've given me what I asked for. I gotta give you that much. I did want this exact type of document, <laughs> so I can't complain too it's much. It's almost as if I mocked it up right here or not. <laughs> and if that isn't enough for you, 
there is more. We're talking about very high-profile figures. It's said that famed astrophysicist Carl Sagan was also involved in the final Project Serpo report, maybe as a consultant, and he may have based his best-selling book Contact on Project Serpo. This 1980s book deals with humanity meeting a far more technologically advanced race and includes all manner of science fiction devices, twists and turns. Was this a groundbreakingly original book from an academic or a way of him bringing the knowledge of the Ebens into the culture of Earth? But he has talked about Serpo before. The fact that he went on to release this book, Contact, which by the way, earned him the most money anyone had ever been given it for a book advance at that point. You know how much it was? I think it was $2.1 million dollars in 1981 which is like i don't know a lot now that's insane and he wrote it in such fantastical stuff about humanity going and visiting another alien species far more technologically advanced and this is coming from an academic as well not someone who would typically necessarily have an interest in writing science fiction yeah and by the same thread many link project serpo to Steven Spielberg. I'm sure some of the listeners at home will have heard the story I've just told you about Project Serpo, the Ebens, the Galactic 12, flying 40 light years across the galaxy. This is pretty much the story of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Steven Spielberg. Is the, it? The, I the actually movie. haven't seen that movie. You're like having read the synopsis briefly described on Wikipedia. I believe I have the authority to dictate what this movie is about. <laughs> Wait till you hear. So Spielberg himself wanted to get his story about intergalactic contact right and after jaws he had some goddamn jaws money lying around so he wanted to get it perfect he hired dr j allen hynek as a consultant this is an astronomer hired by the u.s air force wait i know who this motherfucker is where did dr j allen hynek this is the this is the dude from uh, from project blue book holy shit he worked on Project Blue Book with the U.S. government. This came up during the Cash Landrum case. Here you go. And then he basically stopped working for the government and was like, yeah, aliens are all real. And this is who Spielberg hired to consult for Close Encounters Bro, of the Third. Bro, that's so weird. Kind. Oh, God, I hate that I recognize that name. <laughs> I didn't, I'll be honest with you. Nice little bombshell right before the conclusion. It's believed that Hynek told Spielberg about Project Serpo. Oh, I wish you hadn't have said that name because now I'm so on board for a yes. And this is the weird thing. Spielberg was kind of tight with the White House. He was invited to the White House to screen his movie. And he actually was quoted as saying in an interview in the 80s, I believe it was, I really found my faith when I learned that the government was opposed to my film. If NASA took the time to write me a 20-page letter, then I knew there must be something happening. When they read the script, they got very angry and felt that the film would be dangerous. Why is NASA writing a 20-page letter to Steven Spielberg about this pie-in-the-sky science fiction movie after getting advised by Heineck himself? I guess at, the, at a point where Heineck would team up with Steven Spielberg to talk about UFOs he'd seen working with the US military. He probably then wasn't that cool with NASA. They probably didn't appreciate him <laughs> disclosing government secrets to right. Spielberg, a movie maker who was mm. going to screen probably quite accurate depictions of those secrets to millions of people all over the world. So I can feel it. 
you're on the fence right now. I've just pitched a fastball, freaking curved on your head, did a loop-de-loop and... Knocked me out. Knocked your goddamn out. But I have some physical evidence, believe it or not. To begin with, here's a scan of some writing examples of the Ibn alphabet. Okay. Um, Can I be bold enough to ask where these came from? Classified. All right. Not the response I was looking for. It comes from Anonymous. These These are like leaked DIA goddamn scans. It's hard to know what is what because there's no direct translation. There's way more than 26 symbols here, and some of them are just a squiggle. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say the majority of these are squiggles. That one's just a B backwards. What, a D? (laughs) Yeah, it's just a D. That's a treble clef. Um, Hey, you know, great minds think alike. Maybe they discovered the same cool shapes as we did. And you know what? However way this has been written and designed, there is some kind of form to it like the busiest symbols seem to kind of congregate in one corner of this alphabet and the rounder ones seem to be in line the shorter smaller lined ones seem to be kind of at the start like there is something going on here these don't just look like random symbols drawn on a page but the final piece that i'm going to show you is none other than a photo of ebe1 the little intergalactic bastard that started this whole story off when he crashed his way into roswell an actual even this came from an ex-intelligence officer and it has been confirmed by two sources please find this photo of eb1 wow wow i mean this is uh this is exactly what you think (laughs) when someone says alien gray this is a tall alien headed shaped creature Big squinty bug eyes, tiny little nose, tiny little mouth, long neck, skinny body. It looks like an alien. It's kind of nuts that this isn't a gray, apparently. This is a Eben. Yeah. You know? It looks exactly like a gray. The hell's a gray compared to this? I don't know why it looks like PS1 graphics almost. Oh, yeah, just awful. But having shown you this, a photo of EB1 detailed the story for you right from the mouth of Anonymous, the ex-DIA agents. What are you thinking about Project Serpo? It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride because I mean, we went straight into this episode with landing on an alien planet, drinking tree milk, um, having sex with aliens on another planet, some angry armadillos trying to fight us and blasting them off with ray guns. Yeah. And then straight back to Earth where... The Galactic 12 are dying of radiation poisoning. UFO analysts for the government are actually talking with Spielberg, who's being invited to the White House to screen his films. And then we're looking at actual scanned documents, a supposed alphabet. You literally took us straight back down to Earth Yeah. in the second half, where we're seeing the remnants of this mission and the Galactic 12. The problem is... Is that evidence, these artifacts, enough to pull the weight of the other claims that Anonymous has made? I I don't know. That yeah. is a heavy, heavy burden. <laughs> yes. A lot of information that I think even if it was leaked, I'm not sure how he was privy to it. It's 
an unbelievably fantastical story that requires really fantastic evidence to tie that all together. So the primary resource for this is a website called serpo.org where they try to detail some of the evidence. I bring this up because I went to that page trying to find the silver bullet, something that would really make this believable. One of their reasons for why it could or should be true is that some of the calculations that Anonymous provided were approvably wrong. They were kind of saying, well, if it was a hoax, they would make sure to get those numbers right, wouldn't they? I guess. Which seems like some incredibly backward logic. Yeah, or it was a hoax, and that's why the numbers are wrong. So there seems to be, from when I read the their arguments for how this story makes sense, there seems to be a lot of bias. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they're also acknowledging the spelling mistakes that you mentioned earlier in the episode. So it leaves us in a sticky situation. If you have to come down on a hard and fast conclusion as to whether the story of Project Serp with the Galactic 12 is true or not, truly paranormal, what do you say? If I have to come down right now based on what I've seen... You do. This week is going to be a no for me, unfortunately. I spit out my drink ever. What? It's just a little too fantastical. For, for me to, to confirm as a yes, I think what I need to do in my own time and at my own leisure is really look into the life of the Galactic 12. Yes, part of me thinks they do exist, but there's also a part of me that thinks none of them died, Kit, and none of them came back. And those beautiful star chasing bastards are still out there to this day you're shopping for jackets as we speak you're on yeah obviously because you know if one of them does die there's always got to be 12 and hell if i've already got the jacket it makes it a little easier for that one hey kid is pretty cool actually i'm big i'm bringing you up to the the big leagues welcome to the galactic 12 and i go thank you mr shatner they revived him they found out how to bring him back to life awesome they couldn't uh, save his dick, though. No, it's gone. It's gone. Long gone. So, yeah, part of me does want to believe, but I think that's going to be research I'm going to have to do in my own time. What about you? I think the sad thing about this story is that we've got as much evidence as we're going to get, in a way. Everyone who was ever associated with this is going to be gone soon. A bit like Roswell. Yeah. You know, just imagine for maybe a second that something as crazy as this did happen and how wild it is that if you cover it up for the length of a human lifespan it can be covered up forever potentially but that all being said and done we don't have enough evidence it's going to be a no well that really took a took a harsh turn there you know what the only loose threads that could come back to unravel this story are the remaining two members of the galactic 12 that stayed on even that's the only way we're going to find out is if we can go to zeta reticuli 40 light years away yeah find planet serpo exactly and try and track down William Shatner and whoever he (laughs) stayed there with. And that is why, folks, we are officially announcing our latest tier on the This Paranormal Life Patreon. Woo! Half a billion dollars to create some sort of spacecraft capable of hunting down the Galactic 12. Now, uh, in that process, we will obviously be creating our own Galactic 12 kit, myself, and open to uh, 10 other pledges to help us fund the ship we'll get you the jacket for free um if you make the if you make the team and we'll head off into the galaxy and find those 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 lost threads we're really trying to get elon musk on board we really think that he is the capital and the interest to get this going you know once he's done with this whole 
Mars project. Yeah. I think he'll be really interested in Zeta Reticuli. For sure. That just about wraps it up for the investigation of Project Serpa. What a ride. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any of your own thoughts or experiences with Ebens, do send it in to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. As always, you can catch up with us on socials, twitter.com forward slash this life, facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life. And as usual, we don't run ads on the podcast, so the only way to support This Paranormal Life, if you're enjoying it, is through Patreon. Our incredible Patreon. Wow, can I don't just Don't undersell say? it, Kit. <laughs> These are our business associates, our future investors. That's right, for just two bucks a month, you can get equity in a fast-growing, lucrative commune known as This Paranormal Life. We operate as a reverse funnel system also known as the triangle scheme very different from what you think is a pyramid scheme but the reverse funnel is not yet illegal exactly so let's call it that for now for two bucks a month you can get a shout out right here in the pod five bucks a month gets you bonus content every month oh yeah if you just can't get enough paranormal investigations into your life most recently we covered the case of the recent ufo sightings over ireland by pilots that one was pretty nuts had really hardcore evidence in that one too yeah insane actual recordings uh, and then 20 bucks a month and beyond you can get into merchandise and all sorts so definitely check it out galactic 12 jackets coming very imminently very imminently another great way to support the podcast is by rating and reviewing us on itunes helps us bump up the ranks reach even more folks and um, bring the podcast to more people and um keep growing this thing and as always on the show we like to thank the people who are pledging on patreon to support the podcast right here with a special shout out so thank you very much to ryan ferguson ferguson fergus out fergus shake it all about <laughs> you do the ryan ferguson and give us a coin and that's what it's all about Ka-ching. oh ryan 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 <laughs> oh, oh. we could go on forever ryan we really could especially with your support gee whiz oh he was the guy that dropped a mill yes wow we should have thanked you ages ago yeah he's been giving us a mill a month for nigh on a year at this point so sorry to get to you so late bud it was kind of like we didn't really have a tier for it or any reward and i asked him i was like do you want anything and he replied shylock style a pound of your flesh right so unfortunately ryan um we're not gonna do that yeah but um we will take your money so thank you for that yeah thanks also to faye pineda friday friday we're going down the ship is being overcome by love and support on patreon Oh no! The ship isn't built to handle that kind of love and support. We're going down! Arm the cannons to try and fend off the unquestionable support from Faye! We accidentally destroyed her completely. Oh shit! We actually needed a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but hey, we learned from our mistake. Exactly. Faye, thank you so much for supporting the show. You keep the coal in this engine. Thank you also to Charlotte Callingham. Calling all ham. This is your leader, Charlotte. Not a lot of people know that Charlotte, Dr. Doolittle style, can communicate with uh, piglets. Wow, just piglets. Whenever they grow up, they don't understand a word she's saying. No, much like human children, they Mm. tend to distance themselves from their (laughs) parents as they mature. Like, Ah. she can still understand them, but as, like, teenage piglets, they're like, off charlotte i don't need to live under your farm your barn anymore 
and they go out with all their little piggy friends and yeah. get high. <laughs> Totally, yeah, they go out wearing, like, inappropriate clothing, and Charlotte's like, you can't go out looking like that. Come on back in the house. Yeah, she's like, just put on this blanket. See, pig and blanket. Yeah, they're not having any of it, which is just heartbreaking. So we're, we're so happy that we can, you know, take your mind off these distant little pigs yeah. um, in the form of a podcast, Charlotte. So thank you for your support. Thank you also to James Trolley. James Trolley, who obviously, as we know, uh, was named James Trolley after he set the the land speed record for riding a shopping trolley through a supermarket aisle. Yeah, jackass style. It was nuts. Yeah, I think he topped out at like a hundo miles per hour. In the, insane. Straight into a whole pile of uh, baked beans. It was in like a Texaco. It was nuts. Yeah, like a little petrol station. Like legend has it, he somehow managed to gas up a trolley which you know fair play that's that's pretty badass god so, rest his soul he died as soon as he hit the tins thankfully left a little bit of coin to us in, yeah. the, in the old will so cheers james's family and thanks lastly but not leastly to niall kane our egyptian prince who is king of the nile we bow down to you sir niall as your humble podcast servants We know that every king of Egypt needs podcasts to keep him entertained. Of course. We try to create podcasts befitting of a true pharaoh. And we will worship you forever. At the end, he's like, yeah, I want to be buried with my favorite podcasters. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) It's time to kill the pharaoh. (laughs) We need to rise up. (laughs) The pharaoh's gone mad with power. (laughs) Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Niall. Sorry about the coup, Niall. But thanks for the support um, throughout your reign. And and thanks to everyone else who supported us on Patreon. Um, If you haven't heard your shout out just yet on the podcast, it's probably because it's coming. If it's been a really long time and you pledged a long time ago um, and you haven't heard your shout out just yet, um, maybe just let us know. We try our best, but sometimes we do occasionally miss them. So do feel free to let us know. So that's it. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. We will be back. We will be back next week for yet another brand new paranormal tale. Remember to live fast, fast investigate, investigate, and die young, baby. Shh.